Let's uh, past 13:30. So do I have a motion? Move we open. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. All opposed. The motion carries. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. On our Texas flag, I pledge allegiance to thee. Texas, one state, under God, one and indivisible. Before I say a little bit, do any of the commissioners feel spiritually motivated today, or do you want me to go ahead and do the prayer? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Our God and Creator, we thank you for another beautiful day in Fayette County and uh, another precious day of life for all of us that are here. We ask that you please work on getting us some most needed rain for our county but particularly today we ask that you give these elected leaders the wisdom and knowledge courage integrity to make the decisions that are in the best interest of those who have entrusted us in this office in your name we pray amen okay we have a quorum here commissioner but we can't continue on with our business he's here in spirit he's here in spirit oh, yeah. He don't say much anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, welcome everybody. Uh, our first agenda item of the day is considered take appropriate action in approving the following minutes from previous meetings, and we appreciate Sandra Mendel from Saint sending those to us, County Clerk. Ahead of time, so thank you. Oh, okay. I move we approve the minutes. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries the uh, to carry to the uh, Okay. How many letters are out there? Twenty-six. All of them. Okay, thank you, Ken. Agenda item two is period of time for our open public comments, petitions, requests, or statements by the public. Uh, Anyone here, kind of the floor is open, would like to express anything, or uh, Mr. Reed? I want to thank the commissioners for everything they do for the Ledbetter Fire Department. I also want to thank Precinct 1 and 2 for working together to finally get a bridge over Cummings Creek on Garing Road. And uh, I just appreciate everything you do for us. Thank you. <laughs> I have something real quick. So today we had a, we had a CARTS meeting and we have we approved the 2023 budget and then we also have a plan it's like we have 18 items on our plan to be to try to get done to 2023 and the one that really caught my eye was return the plan carts make sure carts capital air rural transportation yeah and our plan and design a railroad station in Flatonia, which is the amtrak stop uh, mr giesman the mayor he's been working on this for 10 plus years and it's always been an issue with Union Pacific of where we can put that thing. The old one used to be there, but because of the spur and the logistics of it, it's always been that's been the issue. But they think they finally have it worked out. So I just think it's going to be pretty cool somewhere in Fayette County to have an Amtrak station 
where you can buy your ticket online, pull up there, jump on the, on the Amtrak and take off from there. So I'm glad that they, Flat Tundra is the one chosen for that. And then the other one is, we all know that there are, for, whatever, for a lot of reasons, everybody, people attract to Fayette County. And, and I think everybody will agree that one of the reasons is because of the school systems we have here. Uh, all the public schools, I believe, uh, private schools, I think they do a really, really good job with uh, the students we have. And particularly, I like to point out the Flatonia ISD because they had just... Is that in your precinct? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> my, my two daughters go there. And uh, so I was really proud of them. They just had won an award. And I asked Miss um, Robin Renesky from Flatonia ISD if she would stop by and just make a comment about that today. And, and today I brought yeah. along our superintendent, uh, Chris Sodek, and our curriculum director, Ms. Ashley Grauman. So I'm gonna let Mr. Sodek start. Yeah, please. Well, very good to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> we got our new superintendent <laughs> from Fayetteville. Uh, 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 the first, well, I am from Fayetteville, mm -hmm. so you're not totally wrong. Uh, first thing is, I think it's good to know, if you look at the ratings, all the schools in the county really did a good job. So that speaks volumes for all the education that we have offered throughout here, whether it's around South Carmine, Fayetteville, LaGrange, Schoenberg, Flatonia, everybody done a really good job. Uh, we are proud to be just a little bit better right now. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there. Um, but anyway, um, it's been good. We've got really good kids in Flatonia. we got good parents in Flatonia, and we got good educators in Flatonia. Um, so we did a really good job. If you want to get into the specifics of it, I can have Ms. Grauman kind of highlight a couple of those. we got just a couple of minutes, but we appreciate everything y'all do for us, and, and we're glad, and we're in a good place. So thanks for having us to recognize us today. All right. So just really briefly, the we were, um, we were, um, we were uh, rated the top school in Region 13 um, in the whole districts. I mean, in the whole region, so that's 50 school districts. We were the top performing district something that we're really proud of. We know that um, that was last year. We, you know, we want to celebrate our successes, um, the work that our teachers, our students, our parents, and really the community support we have. You know, we want to recognize them for that, um, but we know that that was last year. We celebrated, and now we're going to move on and, and um, push our kids and continue um, to achieve good things. So um, overall, our district was a 97, which again is the highest um, in Region 13, and that's an overall an A. And then our elementary and secondary were, um, a, our elementary was a 90, which is an A, and then our secondary was a 97, which is an A also. So we're just really proud of everything that we've accomplished, and just thank you for, go ahead. Well, and I just wanted to conclude with, thank y'all for everything I do for us. Uh, I don't see him in here, but for Craig and Road coming out to do training for our staff. Yep. And um, whenever we needed gravel or anything, y'all have, been a great asset and help. And Mr. Burkhoff, thank you so much for inviting us. Appreciate it. Thank you all very much. Anyone else have any comments, petitions, gripes, complaints, good things to say that we already had? Okay. Do I have a motion? Do we accept all comments? Close public comments. Sir, second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Thank y'all very much. Thank y'all for being here. Appreciate it. Too.
Agenda item three is to consider and take appropriate action in signing proclamation proclaiming September as Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, we have here, do we have a road? Yes. There she is. Yeah, come on. Would y'all like to stand up a little bit and tell us this isn't something we've done in the past? And you, would you like to take a few minutes just to explain what we're going to recognize here? Okay. And what do we do? We support children. Uh, and what do we do, though? We have a sign out there. We do something yes, we do. in front of we the court. Yeah, what do we do? Gold ribbon around the oak okay. tree out there and a sign okay. saying to bring childhood cancer awareness. That's wonderful. I'm going to read this proclamation, and then we're going to have a vote, and then we're going to come up here and take a picture. How's that sound? Okay. Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, whereas cancer remains the number one killer by disease of our American children. More than cystic fibrosis, diabetes, muscular dystrophy, asthma, and pediatric AIDS combined, and whereas about 10,470 children under the age of 15 will be diagnosed with cancer in 2022. Childhood cancer rates have been rising significantly for the past few decades. Because of major treatment advances in recent decades, 85% of children with cancer now survive five years or more. After accidents, cancer is the second leading cause of death in children ages 1 to 14. Approximately 1,050 children under the age of 50, 15 are expected to die from cancer in 2022, and whereas 46 children are diagnosed daily, and seven children will die from cancer every day. One in 285 children will develop cancer by age 20. And whereas survival may be challenging, treatment side effects can last a lifetime, which affects not only the child physically and emotionally, but their families as well. And whereas thanks to improved therapies, more than 80% of the U.S. children with cancer now become long-term survivors. An estimated 420,000 childhood cancer survivors live in the United States alone with many more around the world. And whereas with unique data gathered from tens of thousands of cancer survivors, research is identifying long-term effects of cancer therapy, finding better ways to predict health risks, and working to help survivors everywhere live longer, healthier lives. And now, therefore, be it proclaimed that we, the Fayette County Commissioner's Court of Fayette County, Texas, do hereby proclaim the month of September 2022 as Childhood Cancer Awareness Month in Fayette County, Texas, with the theme, Wear a Gold Ribbon, to all, urge all our citizens to become aware of childhood cancer. Let us show the children and families affected by this disease that we care. Their struggle matters to us all. Let us help create a world with more birthdays for our children. Signed this 25th day of August 2022 in Fayette County, Texas. Do I have a motion? I move we sign, sign the proclamation for being September as Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Okay, we will sign this. Now we want to take a picture.
press too hard on that. That's a fountain pen. Like, oh, gee, you don't know what one of those that would probably be. to y'all and y'all stand behind us one of you hold it up don't put it in front of well you can put it from my face if you want but uh, just kind of get us squared away you know, the, you're fine okay. <clears throat> all right one two and three all right all agenda item is uh, consider and take appropriate action as related to what we just did on a request from Jackie Russell to place a single gold ribbon on an oak tree on the courthouse lawn along with a sign recognizing September's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month in Fayette County. I move we approve the request from Jackie Wessels to place a single gold ribbon on an oak tree on the courthouse lawn along with a sign recognizing September as Childhood Cancer Awareness Month in Fayette County. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimous. The next agenda item is agenda item five, and that's to consider and take appropriate action in appointing Shannon McBride to the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Services Board of Trustees for the period of September 1, 2022 through August 31st, 2024. And Mr. McBride and Andre, y'all here? Do you want to stand up, both of you? Would you like to take just a few minutes to tell us what Blue Bonnet does, the importance of it, and why we have such a great addition here? Because I think the reputation of the person you picked is incredible here in this county, and we're honored to have you. <laughs> Go ahead. We know that for sure, Judge. Uh, good afternoon, Judge Commissioners. I'm Andrea Richardson with Blue Bonnet Trails Community Services. Fayette County's uh, provider of primary health care, mental health care, developmental disability care, and early childhood intervention and autism treatment. Uh, this is one of the things that we get to do alongside many partners in Fayette County. But the reason why today is so special is because we are, first of all, celebrating the retirement of Bob Heinrich, who has been on our Board of Trustees for 25 years and has been a fabulous addition. And today, y'all are committing Shannon another 25 years. <laughs> we'll start with the two. The beginning I heard, I was like, am I going to Austin right now? Or? <laughs> Shannon is well known by all, but Shannon, I want to turn this over to you. Absolutely. Well, an honor. Um, it's big shoes to fill with Mr. Heinrich. Um, I got the pleasure to know him. I'm a lifelong resident of Schulenburg. got to know him through the nursing home. I was a nursing home administrator for 19 years. Um, and I got to know him and his family through there, and then he had called and asked if I would be interested. Um, my wife is the elementary principal in Schulenburg. Our children, I have a senior in high school. I know everybody's in shock that I would have a kid that old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then I have a sixth grade daughter, and then a, 
uh, second grader son. Um, so we were very involved in, in the education of our, of our, not only the Schulenburg community, but the community as a whole, Bay County. Um, so I'm super excited. I served on the school board for six years. Um, so education is a passion of mine. So looking forward to it, super excited. Um, I appreciate it, thank you. Thank you all very much. Thank We're you. honored to have you and I'm privileged and what a great resource you're gonna be. I'm just gonna read this resolution. Whereas the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Mental Health and Mental Retardation Center was established under Chapter 534 of the Health and Safety Code through the local agreements between eight county commissioners' courts. Now it be resolved that the Fayette County Commissioners' Court appoints Shannon McBride as the Fayette County appointee to the Blue Bonnet Trails Community Mental Health and Mental <coughs> Retardation Center for the period of 1 September 22 through August 31st, what did you say it would be 2050-something? <laughs> the above action was lost approved. We're going to sign this, and I think it might be appropriate if you two wanted to come up and do a picture as well. I think it would be good to have you. It's a, it's a pretty prestigious position of fortune. I have to say, I don't think you could have put a picture better person. Him and his family are some of the best people that I know, so I'll say great, great job. Thank you. You know, it's Abnon Shannon his entire life. <laughs> Maybe so. He's, I know he's going to be a great addition to the trustees. Uh, Thank you. Okay. Well, why don't we... I move we... Uh, yeah. Sorry. Why don't you go ahead and vote on it? I move we... Okay. Make sure, is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Make sure we're all squared away. Okay. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let us know how we can help. We'll keep it not simple. I'll send you a copy. I'll email you. Okay, agenda item six, open and hold a public hearing to consider and set comments regarding the proposed Fayette County Clerk's Records Archive Plan for 2023 in accordance with Texas Government Code 118.025 and accept comments and close the public hearing. County Clerk. Good afternoon. I am going to uh, kind of go over um, the archive plan. I'm not kind of. I'm going to go over the archive plan for 2023. And just for you that don't know um, or familiar with the county clerk's archive plan, this is this is monies that we collect. Uh, Ten dollars on every recording that we do in our office, and we are um, required by statute that we have to spend this money in, in a certain way so it's in the general fund but it's earmarked for the county clerk's archive and only through this process that they laid out for us um, public hearing letting y'all know what we're going to do with it 
is how we have we can um, disperse the money after approval from the commissioner's court. So, um, so like I said, the annual public we have an annual public hearing, and um, the purpose for this hearing is to I guess to see what I'm going to be doing with the money, um, which is going to be restore, preserve, and digitize historic public documents. And just to give you an idea of what we have in our office, um, kind of our inventory, we have over 2,200 real property index and record books. That's just the books. We print daily into our official public records, and um, which increases our book volume count. And currently we contain um, over 583,000 documents. And we figured it out, and it's about 10,000 recordings we do a year, which comes out to about 55 or 60 more books we print a year, which costs us about $225 a book to, or more to um, produce. We have over 1,500 books containing marriages, probate, guardianships, civil records, criminal records, brands, commissioner court minutes, births, deaths, and numerous miscellaneous <coughs> records. We have over 45,000 court cases, which include criminal, probate, guardianships, and civil. Over 51,000 birth records and over 27,000 death records are held in the county clerk's office. And again, those are births that happen here in Fayette County and deaths that happen here in Fayette County. And like I said before, you can live in Fayette County all your life, but if you um, pass away in another county, in a hospital, or on the road, we will never have your death certificate here. It's going to be at the county that you passed away in. So, um, and right now we're in the process of moving. We have a bunch of our old historical books that are in the coop, and we're in the process, I think, we pretty much have all of those historical books that we need to be preserving in our vaulted area in the county clerk's office um, to protect it from getting worse in more shape than they are now. Everything that we have in our office as far as the records, the official public records does go back to sovereignty, which is 1838, and we do have all of those records digitized and we're in the process of making sure everything is preserved correctly. Some of the projects is just the preserving the old 1800 record books, preserving original birth and death records, to continue to add records and information to existing computers to our computer system to eliminate or reduce manual lookups and searches and expedite record searching. We also um, are going to be in the process of preserving some old maps that are used. And um, when we're doing all of this, it just helps us to continue to provide public record information available via the internet. I don't know if y'all are familiar that we do have our records online. We have had them online since February of last year. And um, the county, we do uh, offer this as a uh, public service. We have it at no charge at all. It just it costs the county money um, to put it out there annually. I think it's a three thousand dollar annual fee just for us to have it out there for the public. But you're getting it from the correct source when you get it from Fayette County. We have many people that buy our records, but if there is um, a redaction or you know something you know has to be done, those updates or indexes are not updated, we have all that. Everything that we update in our system gets updated daily on our records. When you go and view, you do not have to sign in, you don't have to pay a fee or anything like that. The records you're going to have across it is going to say um, unofficial. If you want an official record without the unofficial, you, it, they, they have it on there where you can buy directly from the company that's putting it on the website for us, but you pay by credit card and 
and uh, you know it's a process but if it's an evening on a weekend a holiday it's very convenient for the public to do that but we prefer that you go if you go on our website to our just email us your request and then we can fulfill that request for you and those dollars stay here in the county because like for 2021 which was our first year from February through December the company collected over $1,200 in copies and out of that we got $445 so we get a little bit back but, um, but we prefer to keep all the money here in Fayette County um, just to give you some information since 2010 for 2010 through 2021 we have collected over $622,000 that we've been using to preserve the, the county records, the old county records. So our beginning balance as of this year in the archive account was $211,702. And the project that we're working on right now, the archive project for 2022, which was digitizing still some some old single line single line births and just some of our old books we're just getting them digitized and so it's like a um, a thirty seven thousand dollar project which gives me about sixty thousand left over and that sixty thousand I'm going to use to preserve our old birth records from the eighteen hundreds and that's a bit a bigger project um, that I'm going to carry on to twenty twenty three which I'll get to in a minute. So if I spend my $97,500 and then I'm thinking I should collect about $95,000 this year. It may be more, but we don't know. It's Some of the recordings kind of go down a little bit toward the holidays. So just to be on the safe side, um, $95,000 is what I'm, I know that we will for sure collect, giving me a balance of $209,000 to work with for next year in 2023. And um, I'm proposing... And y'all, do y'all have that yet in there? Okay, great. If you look on page 11 of um, my proposal on there, and part of that, that's all showing us, showing you how we're going to preserve our records. Um, so if you look on there, you will see that for 2022, like I mentioned, the 60000 which I did have specified in my my um, my plan for last year for 2022, I did have that I would like to have started on the birth records, and so I will be able to get to you. And then the remainder of it is because it's like a $242,000 project to preserve the original birth records from 1800 to 1950 from Fayette County. So for year 2023, I would like to spend 182, 695, 42. That is worst case scenario. Our records are really in good shape, so I don't think it's going to cost that much to do, but that is the worst-case scenario. So if I spend that, I would still have $26,000 left in my account, which I don't have a problem because all next year we'll get another 100000 to put in there for the following year. So we'll be in good shape. So you have any questions? So the, the death certificates would be filed in another county. So what about the birth certificates? If you're born here, yeah. if you're born on the road and you go... To well, I'm going to hospital, but well, Weimer. <laughs> Weimer is Colorado County. Yeah, so mine is over there. Yes, yeah. yes, but we do have a system. <laughs> but we, we do have a system that we pull our um, birth certificates from the state. So if you're born anywhere in the state of Texas other than Fayette County, we can go through the state in its abstract form. It is a, you, It can be used for anything that you need it to um, except a passport. 
Um, and at this time, it may at one day, they might start putting more information on there. But no, we can pull up Harris County. We get a lot of people coming through. Luckily for us, Colorado County is not on this program. They do not pull up records from the state. So <coughs> when you go to Colorado County to get your driver license, they send them all here. So we're happy to, to take care of them and send them on back to Colorado County. Take their money. How long is it going to take to get this done? Um, it's going to, so the $60,000 project that I'm doing this year, it will, because I told them it had to be done. I want it to be invoiced. I want the check to clear before the end of the year, and it will. And then next year, that the other big project, it will be done. Everything will be done for the year. This is a public hearing. Does anyone have any? Go ahead. Oh, I said I didn't know. I have a question about your subdivision plots. Have they been digitized? Yes. We get those Are, So they've already been digitized? We're up to date till July. So I can get copies of those now? Mm -hmm. Are you going to make those available online also? That is a little bit bigger process, and I don't, because they're bigger, I don't know if that's going to be. Um, it just, there's not a lot of them that have it out there. That's just still something that we just haven't reached out to. Right now online is all of our official public records other than the plats. Um, and then indexes for birth, death, and marriage. You can go and find out someone was born here, died here, or got married here, or they didn't have to get married here, that they <coughs> recorded their license here, but you're not going to see that that uh, record. You have to come to us and uh, apply for it. And so if you're born in a different county, or what are you born from? Can you bring your birth certificate and have it recorded here? No, okay. sir. No, no, that's a good question, though, because I would bring I mean, my death certificate. There's no family no more, but yeah. they're still alive. No. Just a question. Yeah, but a good question. Well, you put in a good, nice plug for the death certificate, so I'm going to do my best to pass away in Fayette County. Yes, I don't want to do it too soon, but sad. there must be an advantage to that's, it. So. That's the saddest thing. I don't know. I don't well, tell anybody until we get you back. <laughs> Brenda, we do thank you for what you're doing in the clerk's office over there. Y'all are bringing us into the 21st century for a while, for sure. We're trying. Yeah. Appreciate it. If I can make one more comment, it's just I want to thank you all the work y'all done to preserve those records because I think it's very important to have paper and digital records. I, I, I don't think you should have to either one. So, uh, and I've been in a lot of county clerk's office, and a lot of counties don't have those good interviews. So, very lucky. Thank y'all for taking care of those records. Would you briefly like to talk about what you're doing in that back room with shelving and storage that you're trying to improve okay, the storage? So we, those, those to accommodate the paper, yeah, <laughs> we are um, in the middle, and that's another fund that I have that's not part of the general fund, it's earmarked for records management. And so we're, we've been getting some different bids and um, kind of trying to find out what, trying to spend as least money as possible because that money we use for the paper, we use for a lot of different things. But we're going to be bringing in some more shelving, so it's going to be a tad bit crowded in our um, in that room because we didn't get any building or anything. <laughs> so we're going to try to maximize our usage in our current vault. We're just going to extend. Right now we have those roller shelves. When you walk in, there's roller shelves, and there's an open spot with some um, side shelving. That's going to come out, and we're going to put in more. And how many more books? How many books can we fit in? There? Three, $3, it's like three thousand books, but we got to take well. But you have to remember, we're taking out this other shelving and we're putting those in there. And um, but we're gonna we're looking at flat 
shelves. We don't we don't need them to roll because people really don't look at any of this because you can see it online. Yeah. But, um, it's it's looking like, you got more, the more computers you have out in that front room, the less people you need back in the vault, the more table space you can use. We've been doing pretty good. We haven't had a full house in a while. It has not been when they're available room. online, you're going to see a lot of those traffic in there. Yes, which was good for COVID, too. Um, and so. All positives. But no, so we're going to be moving that in. Uh, we're still trying to get some good prices and looking at maybe sixty to seventy-five thousand in that, just to store those books. But okay, any other public comments? Do I have a motion to close the public? Meeting? I move we accept all comments uh, concerning the clerk's record archive plan for twenty twenty-three and close public hearing. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay, we have our public hearings. So our next agenda items consider and take appropriate action and potentially approve the Fayette County <coughs> Clerk's <coughs> Records Archive Plan for 2023 for the preservation restore, restoration of our archive records. And that's going to be for the 182-695-42, and that is to complete preserving the... Um, the old birth records and when we're saying preserving them right now we have the pieces of paper they're light blue they're very thin the writing is hard to see already on some of them but they're going to encase them in some um and it's not laminating but it's preserving it in some acid paper all this good stuff it's going to last forever but then they put them inside a, a binder that's also uh, fireproof and this is what everybody does all the county clerks when it comes to the birth records of uh, the county this is from 1800 to 1950 okay. which we're allowed to use yeah. motion. will we approve the Fayette county clerk's record archive plan for 2023 for the preservation and restoration of archive records is there a, do i have a second second any further discussion all in favor <coughs> aye. aye all opposed motion carries thank you thank you county clerk thanks ma'am Agenda item eight is to open and hold a public hearing to consider the proposed 2023 Fayette County budget and to hear, consider, and accept all comments. This budget and this quote is the exact language that we have to use by state code. Am I correct? Quote, this budget will raise more total property taxes than last year's budget by $2,481,291 or 15.2210%, and of that amount, $341,014 is tax revenue to be raised from new property added to the tax roll this year. Okay, does anybody have any comments they'd like to make? I, I, I can go over a few things. Wow. We have to make a correction first. Oh, you do? Okay, yes. all right, auditor. I was going to... During the time of me getting this to Cassie and me, I've been reviewing the formula I have for that with Richard and realized I did not have the debt service on it. So the actual amount that we will raise is $2,424,752, which is a 14.8228% yes. increase. Okay. With the revenue being raised on new property of three hundred and forty-one thousand and fourteen dollars. Okay. Just so we're correct here, don't we need to open the public hearing on this? Okay. So I move we open the public yeah. hearing. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed. Public hearing is open now. Anyways. Now you can. <laughs> okay. 
We got it. So there was a, it was, you had pulled out, I guess, the... Uh, I didn't have the debt service debt included service in included. it on their spreadsheet when I did it first. Mm -hmm. um, I have now uh, corrected it, and I have it at the county clerk's office for public to see, and it looks like this now. It has how we calculated everything and how we come up with the figures. In the past, it's just been a spreadsheet that we kind of put things in. This year, I put it into a spreadsheet to where I can show everything so everybody can see where it's coming from. Everybody, uh, I'm sure, goes, wow, man, $2,481,291 more. Uh, what's primarily driving that? Well, we told you that the new, what is it, new um, property tax roll was only $341,000 of that budget. So what's driving that? Well, if you look, the certified taxable value, in other words, the property that was eligible to be taxed um, was over a half a billion dollars more in this county than last year. So that is appraisals, very, which has to, by Texas law, be just about 100% of market value. And what is market value? That's anything that anybody wants it to be that they can get for it. Is it what your properties worth? Maybe not, but if you're, it's what you're gonna get for it. And so last year, and these are last year's figures, right? So our, our, our property was, uh, appraisals drove a lot of things up, which increased our revenues, but it's also going to increase people's taxes, but I think fairly moderately. Uh, matter of fact, uh, our tax rate that we'll be proposing later <coughs> is going to be driven down by almost two cents a hundred because of uh, the voter approval rate. We're capped by the state of Texas, so we're having to lower that rate, but even with the lower rate, we're generating two and a half million dollars revenues. And have you come, have you finished up the massaging of our projected revenues and projected expenditures? Yes, I have. Because I know you're working on those last night and this morning. Uh, we, in our last budget workshop, as it was a, uh, reminded to me that some of our salaries that were budgeted, the budget that was left in it, wasn't accurate. Um, we have thoroughly, Paul and I have thoroughly gone through all the salaries to make sure all of it is correct. We have revamped <coughs> our power sheets look and have adjusted the expenses accordingly. I did go back this morning and looked at some of the revenue that when I was predicting for like the sheriff's department and the district clerk, they had not gotten some uh, reports in yet and so I was looking at revenue for June that wasn't a lot there and I have gone back and talked to them and asked them how they felt about the revenue so I have adjusted that. I have adjusted the ambulance fees a little bit to where we are now sitting with revenue being more than our expenditures. Not by much but by a little. So our revenue is looking better. Well uh, you know I, I said this four years ago I just you don't ever want to spend more money than you have and uh, so I think but it's been particularly difficult the last couple of years to project revenues and expenditures. COVID, 
the economic situation we find ourselves in now with inflation, the cost of things going up and everything. And so we try, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think our auditor tries to err on the safe side for revenues. In other words, don't be too, you know, greedy here. We may not, you know, try to, whereas you try to err on the safe side of expenditures and you want to, maybe you think things might cost a little more than they're, they're gonna. So the point I'm making is it's just a challenge, but I feel comfortable and I'll defer to the, uh, the other commissioners and as well as anybody in the room that uh, with the revenues coming in, yeah, we're gonna, expenditures and revenues proje projected with our budget of what is about a 28, a little over 28, is it 28.6 or seven, I don't know what it is, but I think we're gonna be in good shape for the county. Uh, what is it gonna do? Why, why, what are we gonna spend this money on? Well, she mentioned and we've talked, discussed a 5% pay raise for our employees and elected officials. People may not be happy with that, but I'm going to tell you what, we have great services in this county. We have great people working for this county. We are very much in line with other counties, maybe even a little bit at the lower end, what they're, what they're requesting for their county employees. I think our county employees truly deserve that. Elected officials, I don't know. Is 5% too much? Well, it's, it's not as bad as the 40% that the Austin City Council's asking for. So... Uh, Again, we're trying to hold elected officials pretty much close to the, to the, uh, the county employees. Um, we've also looked at the sheriff's department. Equipment has always been important to me. Uh, anything that has to do with health, safety, security, those type of things. Sheriff's department's probably the biggest you know, thing we got in our budget, they're what, about 3.7 billion or something of our, uh, of our, I mean, million of our 28 million? <laughs> you think it may be 3.7 billion? I'll a billion. <laughs> so anyway, but it's important to me, and they're going to have some new equipment. We're going to get them on some equipment. We got, the budget's going to take care of EMS, and we, we've talked before about how we're expanding EMS, trying to get, prepare for the future with additional ambulances, equipment, staffing, satellite uh, facilities and stuff like that. We're gonna be able to do that. A lot of that with the help of the American Rescue Plan as well. The budget's gonna allow us to do that. So there are, our, our road and bridge, um, we have what total miles in this county, what is it, 900 and something? And for the most part, I don't hear a lot of complaints uh, on our county commissioners that they're driving through you know, potholes and the roads aren't any good. They're out there working every day trying to maintain all these roads that are beat up a lot by heavy gravel trucks and oil trucks. But I will tell you, this budget is going to allow us to address the fact that diesel, price of diesel has doubled. Uh, the fact that the materials, the gravel, the oil, all the other things that they have to utilize to maintain the same services uh, which we want to do. We don't want to have to cut services like a lot of counties have. We don't want to do that. We want to try to maintain them. And we have an opportunity here this year to do that with, with uh, some of the additional revenues coming in. So I think it's a good budget. I think it's going to be good for the county. And I, I'll just defer to anything the commissioners might want to say. And then this is a public hearing. And if anybody has anything they'd like to add, uh, we'll open it up. 
I mean, this is the first year we went line by line to re revenue and expenditures all together. Uh, we went through it pretty, pretty thorough. And I think farther than the road bridge and all the departments, I mean, I, I think everyone has always been pretty conservative with, with the money they're spending and what they're asking for. I know, same thing with the road bridge. We have to every year try to update some equipment, but you know, we go out there and we get our bid and and we, we do the best we can to buy the best piece of equipment for the money we have. And so I think we're all been doing it. But the road, the road, the, the material is like everybody else. It's really it's hit everybody really tough. And um, and I, I don't see inflation uh, giving us a break here in the next year or two. Because I think it's, so we're going to be battling just this plus inflation for the next couple of years. You know, you see whenever Clint does his report and stuff like that, the amount of... Uh, people that are moving to this county that are building homes and everything and there's one reason why they're coming here is because the good services that Fayette County offers them like I said earlier with the schools I mean with the sheriff's department with the EMS with all the services the road and bridge does all the other services that Fayette County offers we want to make sure we keep that going and so it's a good thing and I think we need to keep rolling with it you know. Judge uh, last week I think we had an article in the paper about the sales tax which is rough, a little over two million for eight months can we project that to be like three million by the end of the year? Is pretty well equal every month? Or how that work? I defer to Cindy on that. Does that mean like three million that we projected to the end of the year? Um, I would say maybe yes, but then again, if inflation is the way it is, have we, you know, it's kind of like the housing market just booming up through Mother's Day. You know, and people buying and spending, and then all of a sudden, now it's at the lowest point in 20 years. It's just people buying things in the stores with this inflation. Have we hit the point where they're going to start the last part of these next three or four months, quit spending as much? I don't know. We had a pretty good run there the first three or four months, like you said. I, I don't know what. In the last. <laughs> Uh, year that I turned into Richard, we did 2.7, and that's what I'm kind of predicting for next year yet. Trying to be conservative because, like you said, we don't know where, you know, all of a sudden spending may slow down. Um, like Harvey just said with the road and gravel, I've got two more notices in this week about prices increasing. You don't know where the the prices are going to be at and what people are going to be spending at. Hopefully, you know, mostly everybody's gone back to work, but you still see a lot of places out here that are asking hiring people. So are people back all the way to work to where they're going to be spending that money? You know, kids are back in school now, so people were traveling a lot more maybe, and, and maybe so that's why the sales tax were up a little bit, you know, but now everybody's back in school and maybe they may affect it a little bit if... Uh, People aren't out there traveling and eating as much. Possible. And one thing the judge has brought up before, and I need to try to check into with the, maybe the state comptroller, with a lot of people buying on through the web site and not actually going into the stores, are we getting that sales tax back here? Mm -hmm. Or is it from where the place is selling it at? You know, that's a big difference there, mm -hmm. too. I'm on online so, sales. Online yeah. sales. Are we getting the money back here as far as sales tax? I think they do. I remember looking into that one time. Okay. Because that's the only chance as I have. As long as the business is here. But if you're going to buy it from Walmart, if it, it's not coming from this Walmart, sales tax not coming here. Yeah, but, but if you, Amazon? 
I think they had, they had showed it somewhere. I'd seen it where, you know, because they're like, oh, that hurts taxes in all these different you know, counties and everything. But they were saying that, you know, wherever it's being delivered, with Amazon. But because it was, it was on the internet, they were talking about it was a topic at one point in time. Well, I mean, you find all these other sites that you can't find the item in your store and you go buy, like I bought a case from my phone the other day. Is that sales tax coming back here? Or is it the place I bought it from? And I need to ask the comptroller. And we've talked and talked about, are we, are we bearing the fruits of, or getting everything we should from the antique fair on taxes? Certainly not. It's kind of a state comptroller's job. They quite honestly probably don't even want to mess with that. It's so complicated, but I'm sure there's revenues out there that maybe we need to be working a little closer to the comptroller's office to, to find out what could be done there. But uh, Brian was campaigning to raise awareness around the antique shows because I know a lot of the residents out there are concerned about that. I mean, could putting up signs and just asking vendors to do the right thing, I mean, that had any effect whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> I was not a we, we've seen pain. We've seen state investigators walking around. Yeah, you know, I have to, but, but it's pretty tough to hold yeah, yeah. I was thinking about uh, <laughs> deputizing our constable in precinct two and make him in charge of making sure all the taxes were collected out there at the antique fair. You got a long phone number on the we, we looked at the sales tax numbers when we were going through all this and we, we basically came up and I, I don't have the, the time frame on this on your 2022 activity. Is that through July? The revenue on here is through June. Through June. So six months was 1.4 million. And so we, we went up to 2.7. But we were cautious because, I mean, a lot changed after the first couple months of the year. And the price of fuel jumped up a double. Well, that's going to take a lot of income away from people. And fuel is not taxed the same. So it has tax, but it's not sales tax. Uh, so I believe that's why we lowered it down to 2.7. We're not far off from the projected 3 million, but we also don't want to put 3 million out there and then we don't get it because then we're really in trouble. So, well, you, you want to address the fact that if something should occur to where our revenues, our expenditures potentially were seeing or exceeding our revenues, do you want to address that? that well, you feel comfortable with what you're yes. saying? Because I mean that was the article in the paper that we're, we're at a deficit, and I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good narrative. I mean we, we put on, I mean we, we are exceeding our expenditure or our, our revenue by expenditures, but we also have to remember indigent healthcare we have to budget eight almost a million dollars, eight percent of our whole budget, yeah. and we never use it. So we're using some of that remaining balance to fund next year. But at the end of the day, as Judge Ed always said, we'll have $5.2 million left in all the accounts in the county. So we're doing good. We're still not where we should be because every year they tell us we need three months worth of operating expenses or three months worth of money. And we only have 1.7. But we're, every year we're gradually working our way up to that three three months. So. We're making good progress. I mean, I, I will say I feel better about this budget than I have in the past. I mean, we we went through this budget way more in depth and, than we would have. And I think nobody is more sensitive to why than 
retirees that live in this county, a large number of our old population on fixed income. And you can say, well, the tax rate increases are not going to be that much. Well, let me tell you something. You're a retiree out here and you're living on a fixed income. It, be careful when you make a statement like that because it does affect them all. And, and I just want everybody to know we are sensitive to that. And, uh, so, uh, but we're also sensitive to the fact that we've got to maintain the services and the health and safety and security and the morale of the workforce and everything else in our county to provide the best that we can for those who put us in office. So, <clears throat> so I think the reserve right now, I think all the accounts is a little bit over five million. It's five points. Let me get back up there. I'll tell you exactly what it is. Five million three thousand or something like that. Five. At the latest is five million three hundred twenty-nine thousand. That will be at the end of December. Yes, that will be at the end of 2023. We're going to say we're saying still we're going to have five point three million. End of this year, it'll be like five million thirty-eight thousand. Five million ninety-eight thousand. And then you've got what is the contingency fund right now? The contingency fund right now is six hundred thirty-five thousand seven hundred thirty-five dollars. You know, Which, four years ago, but when Greg gets through with our audit, I'm going to see what I have that I can possibly remove. We've we've put some money aside for, as you know, we've expanded our facilities here, uh, Pioneer Bank building. We've done some work in the Metals building, moved elections in there, improved all of that. Finally, got the auditor's office out of that very small um, office over there into an area where they could work. But we've done that not with you know, multi-million dollar bonds. You know, we tried to re keep the county out of debt and do those things as we can do them. The next thing we'll be looking at in a month or two, we're gonna have somebody come in, they've looked at our jail. You know, uh, I'm on my way out, but I'm not particularly in favor right now of proposing some kind of multi-million dollar bond to build a new justice center. So we've had somebody come in and look at it and see can we expand on what we got to meet our needs for the next 20 or 30 years? And in a commissioner's court in September, they'll be coming in with the sheriff and them to take a look at some of that. So the point being, we try to keep our debt down as low as we can uh, uh, under the economic conditions that we're facing right now. I'd like to thank some of the landowners over the years that have donated to the county so that the county wouldn't have to pay a lot of expenses and sometimes we forget about those landlords. Like Schulenberg and the thing down there is a prime example. There's no county money to buy property because it was donated. There's lots of other things, uh, work to be done on roads. Landowners have don donated the materials for no cost to, to the precincts and stuff. So I mean, we need to give credit to the people that are the unsung hurdles of benefiting everybody in the county and not just themselves. And we're also sensitive to the fact that, you know, we do have this ARP money, this uh, American Rescue Plan money that's helping us oh, with yeah. EMS and those other things. And people would say, well, boy, that's great. That's, at least we're not having to pay for that. Well, we are paying for that. Right. That's federal money when you pay income tax. Guess what? You're paying for that and you're getting ready to pay for college, you know, you know, tuition debt stuff. So again, all of our people in the county are going to be facing, you know, it's just some additional expenses. We all are. They for the tax dollars. They pay for it with inflation. Yeah. They're always be paying inflation tax. Yeah. <clears throat>
the fire departments, we are going to be in great shape. I think it's a good budget. They're they're going what they that two cents is generating almost what a million dollars, or now or eight hundred and something thousand. It started out with five hundred thousand, and over the three or four years uh, since the court adopted that, what's that gone up to? I think it's. Mm -hmm. 22 it was over, set, over 700,000 dollars. And now it's going to be. I think it's 700. But again, that's the county, that's the people, taxpayers have, have generously wanted to maintain our fire department. 51,000 is what they'll be getting. What? 851,000. Yeah. And that's grown in four years, over $350,000, I think. We originally were, were taking 150,000 and splitting it right. Mm -hmm. So we've gone, come a long way. And like I say, I go to meetings, I'll say this again, on weekends with these judges, and they say, you support your fire departments? And I said, yeah, we do. And they say, how much? And I said, to the tune of almost a million dollars a year, and they fall out of their chairs. You know, so uh, again, that's the people in this county who have stepped up and said, no, we'll support them. And yeah. you know that the fire departments are not getting paid either. Yeah. The people really Volunteer need to understand that. Department. You can ask those judges how many times they have to ask for state help. Because the fire department's going to handle it. How many times the state county fire department's asked for state assistance? Well, yeah. uh, any, anybody else have any concerns, questions? This is a public hearing, uh, comments. Uh, The only thing we really haven't budgeted for, and I don't think we're going to be able to buy, is rain. No. <laughs> we'll keep working at it. Okay. Do I have a uh, uh, motion then to uh, close the public hearing? I'm going to accept all comments and close our public hearing. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. Uh, one thing I would just like to add, are we still on track now for our postings and everything that we've got to do by state code to uh, to make sure we're yeah, in line? Yeah, because we're so. getting the paper in, so we're good. We're at the point now where we'll do the, um, where we'll have to adopt it, public hearing on the tax increase and adopt it. That's our next, which will be coming up before our September meeting, because on September 8th is when we do that. Right. Okay. Uh, agenda item number nine is to consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Myrtle and Lorenza Crosby requesting a division of real property located in Precinct 2. Afternoon, Commissioners. Uh, this application is at the intersection of Highway 71 and Rocky Creek Road in Precinct 2. A 30.1 acre tract being divided into a 5.8 and 24.3 acre tract. <coughs> the tract being divided out uh, does have public road frontage on the Highway 71 feeder road, and this meets all the requirements of our county subdivision regulations. I move that we approve the application from Myrtle and Lorenzo Crosby, Preston Division of Real Property, located in Precinct 2. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 10, consider and take appropriate action concerning improving the final plat of the estates of Astoria.
conditional approval, as your member was given on the uh, 11th of August, 2022. This plat will include three new public roads, uh, Astoria Avenue, Turning Trace, and Wynn Haven. We'll include three cul-de-sacs, all of the lot sizes meet the requirements of the county. And all the road they're going to put in will meet the requirements of the county as we have to assume those, right? Correct. Well, the engineer. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this stage is just flat. Right, right. I so understand. Yeah. Road construction and substantial completion of those roads will right. come at a later date. I move we approve the final flat of the estates of Astoria. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. Let's see here. Agenda item 11 is to consider and take appropriate action concerning the final approval for uh, stage four Woodland Meadows LLC regarding a platted subdivision, Woodland Meadows subdivision. Is it Hody and Hody? Is, that, is it Hody? Is that the way you pronounce it? Correct. Hody and Hody Land Survey Incorporated have issued a letter of substantial completion dated August 16, 2022. Woodland Meadows LLC being responsible for the maintenance of Woodland Meadow Lane and Woodland Creek Lane for one year until August 16, 2023, at which time the roads may be accepted for county maintenance into the county road system. I've been out there, the road looks good shape. We have one side trade out, but that was our fault because we didn't have any, we're waiting on some more, but all, all is good. So. Uh, <laughs> I just move we approve the Woodland Meadows subdivision and county road. Uh, Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Uh, Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. Can we change that one to take, consider and take appropriate action out? Yeah, that's fine. Because yes. it would be so easy to say, so moved. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, <laughs> no. Okay, are we on agenda item? What are we on here? 12. Oh, now we're on 12, so we're not approved. Okay, consider and take appropriate action recognizing the following private roads for mapping purposes only. Woodland Meadow Lane and Woodland Creek Lane in Precinct 2. This is just to allow Dawn to put them on the 911 map. Uh, as it says, it's a private road now, and when their one-year maintenance term comes through, then they will be added as an official public road. Okay. I move that we recognize the private roads for mapping purposes only for Woodland Meadows Lane and Woodland Creek Lane. For a second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. aye. Did you say aye? I did. Yeah. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. <coughs> 
Okay, agenda item 13, approve the routing agreement and road use bond agreements submitted by Geo Southern Operating LLC for said company's overweight loads to travel as indicated on the attached map on the following roads, Core Road and Precinct 2, a public county road in Fayette County, Texas. Yeah. This application is for a new oil and gas location on Sephora Road, and we have received all the originals from Geo Southern. I move we approve the routing agreement uh, by Geo Southern for Sakura Road. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. Agenda item 14. <clears throat> approve the routing agreement and road use bond agreement submitted by ROCC Oil and Gas LP for the said company's overweight loads to travel as indicated on the attached map of the following roads, Wiedemann Road and Scotts Road and Precinct 3, and all public county roads, Fayette County, Texas. This as well as for new oil and gas location, and we have received all the signed originals as well. Okay. I move we approve the route agreement and road use bond agreement Submitted by ROCC for Wiedemann Road and Scott School Road in Precinct 3. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? This is a new outfit, isn't it? <coughs> they uh, yes. haven't really done it. It's a subsidiary before. from uh, Virginia, Penn, Virginia. Okay. And it's called, yes. uh, it's called Ranger Oil Corporation okay. Company. So, but they're really, I, I think it. I've already yeah, had good dealings I, with them so far. Okay. And, and the particular road, they've already agreed that they're going to pay to fix it when it's done. So I think we're going to have success with these That's guys. what I asked. Yes. We, we work with some who are excellent at repairing these roads. If this was a new one, but we feel good about it. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Okay. Agenda item 15, approve the application for a permit to lay a temporary water line in the road right away submitted by the Dallas Petroleum Group. For said water line to be placed along Chapel Street. Is that it? It's the tail. Is it Chapel? No, it's Chapel. Okay. Precinct 2 and a public county road located in Fayette County, Texas. Okay. And this will be uh, approximately a 2,000 foot line uh, through the Ledbetter area, eventually to a new location. <clears throat> I move we approve the application of a temporary water line and the road runway submitted by Dallas Petroleum. Sir, second. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? <coughs> Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay. A lot of paperwork on these. Uh, I noticed we have a, over 160 pages of supporting document. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine if we still had to? Turn all that off. So, yeah. Agenda item 16. Consider and take appropriate action in releasing the portion of Owl Creek Road, Tynert Road, and Catfish Lane only if the routing agreement and road use bond agreement with Magna Oil and Gas Operating LLC is approved in Commissioner's Court on 27 January 2022. For 
these portions of the road in Precinct 1, uh, Magnolia has completed their overweight activities there. They're asking to be released right now. I move to release the portion of Owl Creek Road, Tynet Road, and Catfish Lane only of the routing agreement and road bond use agreement with Magnolia. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Thank you, Mr. Sternoddle. Uh, agenda item 17 is here report from Angela Hahn, our grant specialist, to better have some good news for us. Mm -hmm. I, I have some good news for you. Uh, last Tuesday, I got an email from GLO that they have approved us for funding for our hazard mitigation plan for $100,000. So we've uh, got an agenda item here in a little bit on accepting or approving the task order with our consultants. So we can, however, I don't have a contract from GLO yet. So, and when I looked the, at the portal, it's been submitted to, I believe it's their business office. So they're the ones that have to execute the contract. Appreciate it. But we did, we did get that money, so that's good. We did not get our money for the buyout yet. It still has not been dropped into our account. Tyler's checking every other day. But well, you sent that form, didn't you, that told them how to send it to us and all that. Mm -hmm. um, Jason and I and Amber and Dawn met with Sean Rayburn and uh, uh, Dr. Carrie Stevens with UT to, regarding the DRIP program. That's that digital risk infrastructure program that A&M and UT are working on uh, to collect data on needs in the county gaps, particularly relating to, to flooding and uh, drainage issues. Their goal is to put that into a database that we can use for uh, statistical analysis and future funding opportunities. Uh, it, was a, it was a good meeting. They're going to show people some but I believe she came up and had a short meeting with me the day after. So. Um, and the only other, well, there's a couple other things. Safe streets for all. Uh, Drew and I did have a really good conversation with TxDOT about what can be done along the curve between Weimar and Schulenburg, where we have so many accidents along 10. Did you want me to have that pen? Or? <laughs> uh, but um, one of the things we wanted to talk to them about was the safe street programs. And if you'll remember, that's the program coming out of the Federal Highway Administration to focus on reducing fatalities across the United States. The more I researched that, that program, the more confused, in all honesty, I got with what they were actually asking for, what they wanted to do. Um, the TxDOT reps that we talked to said their Austin people talked with the, the feds and had the same reaction. No one seems to really know what they're asking for. So for our purposes in, in a, dealing with that stretch of 10, I'm not sure that's something that we want to go after right now. Uh, this is its first year, so if it's a good project program, it'll, it'll be around. But relating to that, um, they did tell us that they are working on realigning 10 and flattening that curve, and it is funded through up to Columbus right now, but from there's nothing, no funding for Columbus to Schulenburg, partly because there's a railroad bridge that would have to be replaced, and the railroad company hasn't given permission to do so yet. So they're thinking that's probably a good, you know, 10 years out. But in the meantime, we asked about the possibility of getting a digital messaging board on the Colorado Fayette County lines that um, could notify people coming and going that there's an accident or, you know, something. That's run out of Transtar out of Houston, so it's 24-7 people there, so it's a matter of calling and they can change the message. 
TechStot has portable messaging boards. <coughs> the problem is trying to get them out there in a timely manner. So uh, we, the, the gentleman who was kind of taking the lead on that, Jeff Flink Larkin, did I say that right? Flink Larkin. He asked us to give him a month, and then they get back with us. So we should hear something from him by the middle of September about what TechStot would require to get something like that done. Well, this seems serious enough to me. I mean, there's so many people killed out there uh, and firemen injured. Uh, that why could they not put something permanent up that, that's, that, was, uh, that they could control from their desk? We just had a major accident yeah. here and hit yeah. that sign. And yeah, that's what they're talking about. They are looking for places to put that kind of messaging board along to them. So the, the fact that we're interested in you know, assisting them in any way we can, um, I, I think it's a good possibility. But it has a lot to do with the fiber lines and mm -hmm. if they're running in that area and stuff like that. But this is the most response we've got out of them since we had our first meeting at the fire station, I don't know, four or five years ago. So um, it, it just seems like, I mean, there's not much data being transmitted there that a no, cell phone or something could, you know, mm -hmm. mean. But the other thing that I don't understand is, I mean, I think it's great. But I really wish they'd more concentrate on preventing the accident and saying, putting it on a message board, hey, so many fatalities have happened here in the past so many years. Please drive safely. That's what some of the yeah. messaging they were going to have on there until there is an accident. Yeah. And then they would change it and stuff like that. And I, I mean, they recognize and, and were very supportive of what we're trying to do. They know that's a bad stretch. But flattening that curve is going to be a slow process. Right. Yeah. He said at the earliest it'll be 10. He said you're probably looking at 20, 25. I wasn't going to bring that up. I was being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, they, right, right, right. Right. Yeah, I mean they understand that, you know, they don't want to put something there permanent that's going to get taken down right away to where once they redo the road, they'd be wasting money. But, you know, since it's going to be that long of a span, they realize they need to do something. They were talking about, like she was saying, the, the digital uh, signs that they bring out with their trucks and all that. And I said, well, you know, by the time, the sad part is that most of the time they happen in the evenings or at night on the weekends. By the time someone that works from TechStop goes all the way to Lagrange, you get these things. They come out there, they set up all their signage, and then they put these up. Traffic is already at a standstill. Yeah, you ain't got to worry about it. We were just talking about something when it first happens to where whenever the sheriff's department or EMS or the first vehicles get on the scene, that's when the next accident happens, and the next one, and the next one. That's when people are getting hit. So that's what we're trying to prevent. And the only other thing I want to talk about is not on the report I gave you, and that's the American Rescue Plan, simply because Josh has a request, uh, and as his banker, I'm going to request that we allow him to use some more money, but I'm going to let him tell you what it is because it's medical equipment. Angela, so. do you have any updates on the houses? Are we still just at a standstill? As soon as we get the draw in there, we can get started. But they haven't put it in there as of uh, today. Still, it has to go to the state comptroller's office, and then they drop it in the account. And GLO hasn't sent it, hasn't pushed the paperwork over. Tyler has been in contact with one of the demolition people, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I mean, he's kind of getting I, everything in line. For Ty, I mean, Tyler, he's con really calling GLO every day on our behalf yeah. now. I just didn't want one of the contractors to back out because it's taken a while. Hopefully they're both still on track. Yeah, they were aware of that. Mm -hmm. this, okay. In fact, the, the company out of Houston uh, has done this kind of work before. Yeah, so sure. they're aware of what the uh, process is. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Did you want to... Wait, Josh wants to tell you something. 
My comment was relative to that. Okay. Yeah, you, you're seven, what are we on? 17. Oh, 17. Yeah, go ahead, Bill. Um, about the timing. Do we have, I know you, you kind of beat around the bush and we haven't gotten funding yet, but is there any indication of when we could expect funding and when the demolition is actually going to start? Because I've heard um, some rumors. Not until they drop that money. I have no idea. That's up to you. I mean, it could be months still. Tyler said from his experience dealing with them, once it's all approved, uh, which is finally, it's finally been approved by everybody, it takes three to six weeks. Let me put this all in perspective. They said this would all be taken care of in one year. Yeah. That was in 2017. Yeah. After approval, and we expect the approval to happen in the approved. It's been approved. Oh. So it's just a matter Tyler says that money should be dropped in there at any point in time. But, okay. So the project we had, we've talked about this before. Uh, it's just finally actually something's developing out of it is uh, with our cardiac monitors uh, that are on all the trucks. In 2011-2012, the county bought four uh, LifePak 15 uh, cardiac monitors, uh, and then and then bought some every year kind of after that to where now we're at a fleet of about nine or ten monitors, nine monitors. Um, the version one monitors that we bought in 2011. Um, we actually just had one go out of service. The, the, the board, the processing board on it went out and that's not a replaceable product. The company that made that for Stryker or for Physio Control, uh, when it was the manufacturer of this monitor is out of business. Um, so the monitor is actually out of service. It's bricks. We're gonna have to replace it. It's not an emergent need because luckily we have the monitor that we've purchased with ARP for the upcoming ambulance that's still kind of in limbo. We do not have a chassis for it yet. The manufacturer just received 60 this month. Last month they got six and they have about 500 orders. Um, so the monitor project, uh, if we have the ARP funding available, that we're gonna have to replace these monitors. They're gonna break. Uh, when the judge interviewed me, I said, let's back off on replacing one of these every year. It's a very expensive item and this this monitor is going to be end of service i've already i've already personally seen what life pack 15 is going to be replaced with it has not gone through the fda approval process yet uh, there is no known date on when that will be available that being said there's another monitor out there made by a competitor of life pack it's called a zoll uh, x series most of the uh, kind of cutting edge ems departments in the country are already using it they've already abandoned life pack um, LifePak hasn't really innovated in a very long time, probably 15 years since they've really made any changes to their platform. Um, Montgomery County EMS uses it. They're, they're a big EMS service that I follow. They do a lot of really good things for their people in there. You know, they have some urban and some rural population. We're going to be doing a test with our training officers. Uh, Labor Day, the week after Labor Day, we're going to be doing a test of that monitor. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to bring a proposal to you guys. Uh, the, the options we'll have, uh, obviously, take no action, and it's time to start replacing them year by year with the ones we have. Um, the other option would be to buy uh, four or five of the new type monitor and put them in service and then phase in, or completely replace our fleet of monitors, trade all the old ones in, buy them all, have a service plan. Uh, and I think that's going to cost you know anywhere between four or five hundred thousand dollars. Uh, this is money that the county is going to spend eventually either way. I will tell you that. These monitors are critical to our mission and we can't do our job without them. 
Craig may disagree from back in the day. They probably did a little bit without these monitors. Uh, but he's an old fire dinosaur, so. Uh, <laughs> so we can't do our job without these monitors. Not these monitors. We have to have a cardiac monitor at state law. Our ambulances are, can't be licensed without them. Um, and we're going to have to replace them. We've actually been... <laughs> Stryker knows that we're looking at their competitor right now, and they're making some really juicy offers to us. The one that just went out of service and is non-repairable, they've actually offered us a brand new one for 50% cost. Um, so we have options. I, I think that certainly right now, apples to apples, the Zoll monitor is far and above better than what we have. It's got a uh, traumatic brain injury dashboard that allows medics to see kind of real time what they should be targeting. I'm not going to get overly fancy with all that, but it, it helps them manage someone with a traumatic brain injury. It's also got some CPR feedback and some ventilation feedback for during CPR that's really intuitive and has shown a lot of, uh, of benefits and increased survival. Um, I don't, I'm not asking you guys to say yes or say no. Uh, I am just letting you guys know that we are going to be trialing the new monitor that first week of September. If you guys want to come by Station 1 in LaGrange and see the crews using it, you're more than welcome. Um, and I, just be thinking about what you'd like to do. Uh, my recommendation is certain. Well, I don't have a recommendation yet. I want to see yeah, what bring they say. A, bring a proposal to us and you know how much it's going to cost and yeah. how you would like to phase them in and whether we can get it in our budget or whether it's something that the ARP would pick up for us. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a it's a eligible expense for ARP. So, thank you. Okay. okay. Uh, do I have a motion? Oh, you still got well, a few more I things? Got, no, no, no. I'm done with that. I just the next couple of items of mine. So we accept the report from Angela Hunt. Right? That's just, is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 18 is to discuss and consider and take appropriate action in approving the purchase of a baler for the recycle center to be reimbursed through the CAPCOG Solid Waste Grant Program and the Keep Texas Beautiful KTB. Thank y'all. Thanks. Uh, uh, <coughs> so this is MOU. I, I saw something on this where they wanted. Uh, yes. uh, we had to wait was, for was the notice to proceed yeah. from Capcom before Paul can buy the Baylor through right. that grant. So that's all. We're just asking approval by that Baylor through the that grant. Is that grant paying for the entire cost of the Baylor? It's it's paying. It's thirty nine nine. It's paying for that entire recycling facility off the that's great. Okay. Do we approve the purchase of a baler for the recycling center to be reimbursed through the Capcom Solid Waste Grant Program and keep Texas beautiful MOU? Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Agenda item 19 is to discuss and take appropriate action on a task order from H20 Partners Incorporated for the development of the county's hazardous mitigation plan. Uh, this is the consultant that we hired to do the original grant application. H20. But it could be me. Yeah. Water. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is who. This is the consultant that we went out and, and procured. Uh, for the actual, they wrote the application through TDM, 
uh, that's the application that I use to submit to GLO. And so they're ready to go for the second step, which is to go ahead and start the plan development now. We still can't do anything until we get that contract from GLO and get it executed, but I wanted to at least get the task order on in front of y'all so that if you're okay with it and Blake's good with it, that we can get it signed and sent back to them so that as soon as we get the executed contract, they can start their time, their work. And, and it does delineate what their what the consultant will be, to, will be doing and what they'll expect to do. So what do you need a motion for? What do we need to do? To, to approve that task approve the, no. My only question is, Blake, it says it starts today. Is that a problem? Because I didn't hear that in and that's what I was going to ask. I don't anticipate that being a problem, but I wasn't sure if you had heard back from her. I mean, other than that, that was the same. I had the same question that you yeah. did. It has a start date of today, and I just I reached out to Heather just to make certain that if, we, if, it, if it's signed today, that it doesn't impact anything. It won't impact our grant, you know, because we're not, we don't have it in hand yet, if that makes sense. So can I don't we, know if you want to. Can we just make the motion that we approve this? When the pending the final approval? Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you talked about like that was maybe we make the motion pending the execution to the contract if it is executed, then we can sign the task order. I move we approve the task order from H2O Partners for the development of the county's hazard mitigation plan pending the final approval of the grant. And I had told her that that's probably the language we would use, and she was fine. Is there, is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Uh, agenda item 20 is discussed and take appropriate action accepting an award to the General Land Office's Local Hazard Mitigation Plan Program executing <coughs> a contract with the General Land Office. I asked Cassie to put this on there in the event that we had the contract in hand, but we didn't, so no. I just wanted to defer that until. No action. Agenda item, uh, before we get to Craig, uh, I have a sheet here that uh, Mr. Bernson was wanting to uh, comment on agenda item 17, which he did, but also 6. Yeah, we did that. Are you, are you, are you good? Yeah, he's, he are was just filling it in. Because okay. I, I commented during the public hearing right. earlier, okay. I didn't know if I just needed to make sure form, you, I put it in. I just, just want to make sure that you agree. Okay. Really, it's if you're for or against, you can ask the question to do small talk. But if you're like for something or against okay, something. So if, I, if I'm just asking a question, I don't have to follow up. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. It's, okay. just, uh, it's more like you're. Agenda item 21, we're going to hear a report from Mr. Craig Moe, our emergency management coordinator, Craig. Sir, gentlemen, uh, <clears throat> so in Homeland Security Front, we've had a lot of active attacker uh, concern from schools, churches, and everyone else, uh, organizations, schools, event organizers around the county, uh, place an increased focus on safety for students, employees, and guests. Uh, all five districts, all private schools have received training and have hardened previously soft targets uh, by a variant of methods. Uh, Fayette County Sheriff's Office, the constables, DPS, and three municipal police departments have made their presence known at campuses, and this is greatly appreciated. Uh, large events are undergoing increased intelligence gathering by ERIC, and additional pre-planning is underway. On emergency management, uh, weather in Texas can change on a dime. This week brought mostly rain to many citizens, although some got little to no rain, including myself. Uh, 
myself. Uh, and some have uh, received a whole lot. Uh, fire danger remains present even with recent rain uh, due to dry and dead uh, trees and what's known as one hour fuels. Uh, limited greening up of grasses is also occurring, but it's not enough to completely overcome uh, the fire threat. Approximately 90% of counties in Texas remain under a burn ban. Uh, but I just got an email that Colorado County lifted theirs uh, today. Uh, the KBPI for Fayette County as of uh, noon today was 6.30 and the Tetum fire risk for today is low. Uh, the fire risk can change day in day out depending on the wind and a whole bunch of different things. It's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily think it's going to be low forever just because it's today. What do they want you the KDVI to be at? Kind of uh, 500 is kind of where we start worrying. We really like it to be under 400. Um, yesterday we were 702. Today it's at 630. So it is trending the right direction. We're glad to see that. Uh, we're actually the, the highest of our surrounding counties. Almost everyone around us has gotten uh, more rain than us, unfortunately, but uh, we still are well above our 500. Um, I did attach a, a community resource sheet again. This is uh, a similar sheet to the one I attached before, uh, just for people who uh, need some things, particularly from the USDA. They have uh, funding available. If people need to go get hay or having to travel an excessive amount of distance. Uh, emergency assistance for livestock, honeybees, and farm-raised farm fish. Uh, and then we have multiple charities that are available to help people if they are uh, suffering because of drought or rain now. Uh, My Community Action, uh, CAFCOG, and then uh, Alyssa Blue Bonnet, Amen Center, Feed the Need, and Senior Connections in Schoenberg. Um, on the health front, uh, there are three public health risks being monitored by uh, U.S. public health officials, COVID-19, of course, uh, monkeypox, and now polio. Uh, all three diseases are mo being monitored by the disease surveillance teams, and wastewater testing continues to be one of the most reliable indicators of what is to come. Uh, polio is present in many countries that previously had almost zero cases. Uh, polio was considered eradicated in all continents except Asia as recently as 2020, but this has now changed. Uh, general distrust of the healthcare system, including distrust of vaccines by some groups, uh, immigration and community behavior is affecting the success rate of, continued, of containing all three diseases, uh, particularly the polio, which is kind of a surprise to a lot of folks. Uh, locally, we have not been notifi notified of any cases of polio or monkeypox. Uh, COVID-19 is present, uh, but the BA5 spike in cases has dwindled significantly. Uh, the spike has shown a decoupling in cases related to hospitalizations and deaths. Uh, decoupling is a very positive sign when you look at any uh, disease. It means that uh, a case count goes up, but it doesn't necessarily mean a hospitalization or a death count goes up. It shows that we as a um, species are getting better at dealing with it, which is uh, something very good to see. Okay, appreciate it, Craig. I move we accept the uh, update from our emergency management coordinator. Second. Is there any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Let me know. We good. We will move forward. The agenda item 22 consider to take appropriate action on an interlocal agreement for a 911. Geographic Information System Database Management between the Capillary Council of Governments and Fayette County. We do this every year. This yes. Is the between Don and this Dawn. And, uh, she's, she's the group. Looked at it. Yeah. Looked it's good. Um, okay. Yes. All right. 
I move we approve the local agreement for 911 GIS database management between Capillary County Government State. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? The motion carries Okay, I make a motion that we take a 10 minute break. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? How many minutes? 10. 10. You said 30. No, 10. All in favor? Uh, all opposed, the motion carries. We'll be back here at a little before 315. Uh, okay, do I have a motion to... I move to reconvene. Second. All in favor? Aye. Uh, all opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Okay, let me get here. We are on agenda item. 23. Consider and take appropriate action concerning acknowledging and signing two letters from TxDOT regarding two bridge replacement projects and roadway closures on Bryant Road at Bee Creek, Precinct 4, Water Blacktop Road at Pin Oak Branch and Precinct 1. And the projects are scheduled for November 2022 letting. Typically, construction starts two to three months after that letting date. Anyway, this is a great program that TxDOT does for us. It saves mm -hmm. us tons of tax dollars. Just a simple example is I have to, uh, Commissioner Moros had two agreements uh, to go ahead and meet our match in Precinct 4 for some of the bridges that were built. And so he decided to replace two bridges. Well, back then it didn't cost that much, but of course this year before the end of the year on Palmer Road, that was going to cost 168000 And then the one next year on Monkey Road, you're probably looking at 180000 So I mean, that's what I have to pay out of my budget. So, I mean, that's a big chunk of change. So whenever TxDOT comes in and they want to replace these uh, bridges, it's a, it's a blessing to us big time. So, you know, somebody. Motion. I move to acknowledge and sign two letters from TxDOT regarding the two bridge replacement projects. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries. Agenda item 24 is a discussion concerning a countywide tire pickup and take any action and the court deems necessary. We brought this up before and I think we were going to sit on it a little bit and get some ideas or further information. Does anybody yeah, uh, come up with <clears throat> I was dealing with Paul. He got some uh, big proposals from uh, one of them was from Reliable Tire Disposal and for the trailer itself, for two trailers, we were going to have one parked on south end of the county somewhere one on the north end for two trailers it would be sixty four hundred dollars for them and the one good thing about uh, their company is that they take the bigger tires all the way up to 17.5 by 25 which should cover our maintainer tires a lot of our other loader tires and stuff like that some of the bigger tractor tires that people might bring in we won't be able to uh, take them but it'll still take a good amount of tires the other one uh, it's within the, I thought there was maybe an attachment, but it's within that body of the amount. It looks like it's about 3000 Oh, yeah. They're cheaper. They're only $3,000 per trailer, but they only accept car, light truck, and 18-wheeler um, tires. They do not accept um, 
the bigger tires, like what a lot of us need to get rid of and stuff like that. And like what a lot of other people have, tractor tires, front tractor tires, trailer tires, and stuff like that. They only allow, they have a smaller, uh, whatever you want to say. They don't allow you to have all the tires that we need to get rid of. So, I mean, I would say that we go with reliable. Now we just need to decide, you know, what kind of charging fee. I know I talked to some of the uh, tire dealerships. They were charging $5 for uh, car truck tires, and then they were charging 10 for eight, or 10 to 15 for 18 wheeler tires, and then 15 to 20, and some of them a little bit more for tractor tires, rear tractor tires. So. I mean, well, you're going to set two trailers up, so somebody's going to have to man them, collect the money. How how long did we have on the trailer there? I mean, I mean, the last time, whenever we did it, whenever we had it at the precincts, what was it, two or three days at each one? We tried to do it. It wasn't very long, but then we we, had, we kept the trailers a little longer, and like the one the recycle <coughs> the recycle people started doing it. Uh, that's something we want to do with the, since both of them are kind of recycle center sites we could do that as well well we the road bridge mans it to begin with and when it slows down then they can pick it up till we get it full or decide to turn it back over and so this would be open to the public not yes. just county but and they would have to pay yeah i mean they brought their stuff in you know I, it'd be nice to go ahead and just eat the cost i know i talked to paul we're, we're talking about splitting it across the four precincts so, you know, you figure 6,400 divided four ways, but Paul was also uh, on board to split it with the recycling center also, to where we split it five ways instead of four ways. And he said in the future, as long as we do this every so many years to where he could probably put it in as budget maybe in the future with the recycling center to where the road and bridge wouldn't have to even worry about that the next time. But the main reason why we put it in there this time to kind of get a jump on is because we're picking up tires all out of the creeks, the ditches, and everything like that. We just have overabundance of them right now. Because people, I don't know, they just do don't care. Do you all have stacks of them in your yard? I do. Like to, that you need to get rid of? Them. Yeah. But I mean, want to go find some somewhere to find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might want to consider We might want to consider <laughs> uh, doing that. <laughs> I, I think that the commissioner of precinct too might be willing to pick up the tab. Yeah, it might really be. Let's not call him a little later this evening. Yeah. I'm sure he will. <laughs> I think he's already ready. Uh, it's too early to call. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you? What do you? What do you? I mean, do we have the? When would we do this? Would we do this next year? Do we need to do it? This might be kind of. I mean, <clears throat> I was thinking we would wait till. October yeah. or November, and the reason why, yeah, and the reason why is because Lee County is also doing it. I would like to see them do it first before we do it, so a whole bunch of people don't bring it here. They have a grant that they got to go ahead and cover their cost, so let them do it first. To where, and in the know. future, we we can go out and get a grant for it, but instead we used a grant to get some favors. Yeah, so, so I mean, the grant that we got was thirty thirty nine nine thirty nine nine compared to this grant would only be you know sixty four hundred. So I think we went the right direction <laughs> with the grant and everything like that. Yeah, the all waste committee, all waste nations always typically will fund a tire mm -hmm. disposal mm -hmm. day or you know, but they're they're you know it's it's never been that I've seen them. Of course, I've been there forever, but um, they don't usually fund more than seventy five hundred dollars, eight thousand dollars because that's what it costs to. So, so yeah, I mean we we kind of lucked out by them approving thirty nine nine. 
each one of the precincts along with the recycling center twelve eighty. So it's not like we're out of a bunch of money at all. It's gonna help us in the long run. So well, if we charge people for it, it would be cost that how many you can get in there. I don't know how many times you may not in there. Yeah it might not yeah if we're gonna charge it won't even be that much. To where I mean that's what I would say if we if we keep it cheap to where we make sure people still bring their tires there. That was the main point of doing this. We don't want to have you know, charge too much, people don't bring it. We have two traders, so we can't even Did that. you advertise, advertise it in the past? We did. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember exactly how. I know we did a lot on the radio. Uh, paper and radio. But I think we did an ad paper too. And then after it was over with, all of them just put up a sign. Just put up his usual cardboard signs that he hand makes with old paint and cardboard and just said, put the prices on there. Did you fill them up? Last time we did it, well, the first time I did it, that's going to be used for it. We filled that 18 minutes. The only time we didn't fill them up is when we put one at each precinct. We didn't even come close. Well, I don't know. The one we did way before you worked there, we had filled up eight or nine trailers just to work by itself. But that was probably. That was part of the LCRA. Yeah. Okay, it's not going to stop people from throwing the ditches. People throwing them in the ditches, they're not the ones. They, they just, they're not going to bring them in, but at least the people that have them at home, you know, I don't pay them to haul the tires off. They pay them, then they haul them off to our ditches. So, <laughs> but people that have them at home, they'll probably still bring them in. Where do you want to go ahead and set a date or sometime in October and approve the price, motion approve the price? And so you've got to select one of these two, right? We need yeah, to we could just approve uh, that we're going with reliable tire disposal. Okay. And then, uh, We can always be just to figure out the date. We'll, we'll let Commissioner Precinct 4 uh, come up with a date. Yeah. Because you'll need that to approve the contract. So just look at the calendar and we'll all make it work. Yeah. As long as it's Monday through Thursday. <laughs> okay. Good <laughs> uh, on Friday. Uh, prices too. We have a long motion to make. I mean, I would like to set up cheap so we get. Enough times. Sure. I hate having well, to do the same price. Do you want to do two ten? Yeah. Two ten twenty again? Same thing. Yeah. You think that's good? Yeah. You said Monday through Thursday, but are y'all having it at the recycling center here? It's, it's not here. Monday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Y'all will have it. In yeah. And all. I mean, it's going to be manned by Road and Bridge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. It's not so where are you having the trailer at? This warranty? Yeah, they don't want to do it. I just wanted to make sure that those places were open. Yeah, they're going to do it in Warren. They're going to do it in the last two weeks of October. 
No, I say we do it afterwards. <laughs> 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 End of October or first of November. Okay. Middle October till the end of October is Antique Fair, and if you want to the county one, you ain't gonna get there. When is the Antique Fair? Which the last two weeks? Yeah, technically, but it, it starts the week before, so you've got the. Last two weeks of October. So then let's do it November. Yeah. Okay. All right. I move that we accept and uh, award award <laughs> the bid to uh, reliable tire disposal for the countywide tire pickup that will take place the first part of November. The future date to be. Posted, determined, <laughs> and the prices to the uh, car and passenger truck two dollars, 18 wheeler tires ten dollars, and tractor tires twenty dollars, with the maximum size being 17.5 by 25. And it must be a fake And it must be a fake Is there a second? Second. You got any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 25 is to consider, discuss, and take appropriate action signing an order making the determination for the need of a county right of way to be acquired by Fayette County on Bruno Road. Um, and this is kind of a uh, hybrid issue. It's, it will, operates a little differently than we normally do um, when you're acquiring specifically a right-of-way. Um, but what really is happening is uh, Fayette County uh, is attempting to purchase um, a section of land so that we can move the bridge on Bruno Road onto that land. And part of that acquisition of that property would include the right-of-way. Um, and so what the order that is attached for this item today is to approve for the commissioner to uh, move forward to go through the negotiation process um, and uh, to draft up a contract that then would come back and, and be approved at the next commissioner's court um, for the purchase of that property. It's on it's on Bruno Road and it's a TxDOT uh, bridge grant project that they have there. And whenever you go down that road. It's a sharp 90 degree turn, and it's immediately, as soon as you make it, you hop up on the bridge, and as soon as you get off, it's a sharp 90 degree turn going the opposite way. Super dangerous, you can't see if anybody's coming around the corner or anything like that, so I don't know why they ever built it like that. It completely makes no sense, and it's That's not, a lot of right away though, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna be 0.3, 0.33, uh, I can't remember. It's like a third of an acre oh, that we're gonna have to purchase. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, that we're gonna have to purchase from uh, Gary and Michael Swesper. But I mean, it's for the betterment of the uh, residents of Fayette County to straighten out that bridge. I say it's a small price to pay. Textile's paying for the bridge and everything else. Mm -hmm. so we're gonna go ahead with those and doze it all out. Uh, Mr. Swesper's driveway is right there where the bridge is and where his property is. So in the negotiation, we're gonna move his driveway for him further up and everything. And they're willing to go ahead and sell that property to Fayette County. So I think it's. <clears throat> his bridge should have never been installed this way 30 years ago and now he's dealing with the problem and everything. it is and it's a deep creek yeah, it's dangerous okay so uh, I move we I move we approve 
uh, signing an order, making a determination uh, for the need of Fayette County right away to be acquired by Fayette County on Brudon Road and give the Commissioner of Fayette County Precinct 4, Drew Grossman, the authority to negotiate, authority to negotiate and come back with a contract to be signed by the Commissioner's Court. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Be good negotiators. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Are you a good negotiator? We got the MS land for free, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that's what's going to happen here. <laughs> okay. I can only get one. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Um, 26. 26 is to consider take appropriate action, including signing an order regarding a request by Kathy Kraft for Fayette County on behalf of the county and public to disclaim an interest in and to vacate the interest of the county and public and or to abandon streets and alleys platted and which appear on a private professional seal survey of property owned by Kathy Kraft in the JT Whitesides League A-107 in the community of Cistern, Fayette County, Texas. Uh, and this is a uh, standard alleyway uh, that we do. She's asking for us to <coughs> essentially disinherit two alleyways that run adjacent to her property. Um, she's provided us the survey and she's paid the required fees. So I, when I talked to Blake, said, so, so I wasn't aware of that, but each um, roadway that she is abandoned, she pays a $500 fee. Right, for each alleyway that the, that the citizen asks us to abandon, there's a, a $500 fee. That and those fees have been that. paid? Right, for um, for each individual alleyway. In this case, it's two individual alleyways. Why would somebody do that? To get possession of the alleyways? Right, okay. so essentially what happens is the order that is signed acts kind of like a quick claim deed. Um, and the property that we are abandoning, uh, essentially, for the most part, these are old oil and gas uh, alleyways that were granted to the county when these cities were platted out. Uh, but the county just never has developed or done anything with. We don't have any intention to do anything with them in the future. Um, and so what happens is the county, uh, the order acts as a quick claim deed, and then we're giving them that land, right? Then the, the alleyway then would revert to the to the neighboring property owners. Go ahead. You the the the, the property owners already own to the middle of those alleys and roads. The county holds an easement for public transportation purposes over there. So what they're really asking for you to do is to release and acknowledge that you don't have an easement over land that they already own. Those landowners own that property, and if you've never opened or acknowledged an easement in those alleys, then I don't see why you have to abandon. I mean, acknowledge that they're not never been open. Has there ever been an alley in that area? Well, the alley exists. Um, it's already been plotted out, and it exists. And that property was was granted to the counties for future development if it was ever required. Um, so we would own an ownership interest in those alleyways. Um, and which is why we do the, the abandonment. It's not an ownership interest, it's an easement. There are common law dedications, common law dedications grant easements, public easements. They don't 
transfer title. If they were statutory dedications and the language on this, the dedication itself granted title, then it would pass title. But these are not cases where the, the county owns title to the roads, roadbed. And then 95, 98% of the roads in this county are that way. They're public easements. The landowners own the middle of the road. It's the same out here in the streets, in the Grange. This every is alley, a, every street. This is a this is sister. Yes. So this used to be an incorporated town. It was surveyed and replanted in the early 1900s. And as far as I know, there were common law dedications, but they never opened the alleys. If they've never been opened, they have to be accepted by the county to become easements in the first place. And I know in some jurisdictions, under certain circumstances, roads that have been under that condition for a long enough period of time are automatically abandoned, but I don't know that that would apply to this situation. So bottom line is the county holds an easement only there. And if they've never been opened up and used the easements, then what is there to abandon? And what I know, because I've talked to this lady, all they're asking is for them to simply acknowledge that there's no easement there so that they can claim possession of their own land free of encumbrances. Well, what you're asking us to do would do that, wouldn't you? Right. Yeah, so by signing the order, the county would abandon yes. its interest in the property, um, and that land would revert back to the ownership of the neighboring individuals. And she's had a, she's had a survey done? She has. The, the property is surveyed? Okay. Right, yep, she's had the property surveyed and provided to us, and she's paid her, her fees for both of the alleys. I mean, it sounds almost like oh, we're saying the same thing, but just different verbiage. Well, the, the difference is, is under what I'm suggesting, she's asking the county to acknowledge they have no interest there. And what he's describing is she's asking the county to give her some land, and that's not what's happening. The county's not quit claiming land to her, they're just acknowledging that they don't own it and they have no public easement in that yeah. space. That's what a quick claim deed is, right? We're saying that we are waiving any interest, ownership, easement, whatever kind of interest the county may own, we're waiving all of that and letting it revert back to the neighboring landowners. So quick, that's exactly what this order does. A quick claim deed grants any interest you may own. So if you own no interest, it grants nothing. So your point is we don't need anything. My point is, is you should be able to acknowledge that you don't have an easement there and let that lady go on about her business without requiring, I don't know about a $500 fee, but she shouldn't have required a survey. Because a survey, of, a proper survey of a lot in that town might cost thousands of dollars. And if there's no easement there, why would you ask that person to go to that expense to acknowledge something that doesn't exist in the first place? Anyone can walk out there and see there's no easement. It doesn't exist. The neighbors already claimed their half of the street. It's already fenced off, privacy fence. Did they follow the same procedure or did they just take that which is already theirs? And so it's already done now, so it doesn't really matter. But in the future, I would suggest when it comes to these abandonments, Y'all need to make that as easy on the public as possible because surveying is very costly. If you have two landowners and there's a 20 foot right, uh, say there's a four foot, 20 foot alley right there, and so each landowner owns 10 foot of it, if they don't have a survey, how do they pull off their 10 feet? They just, That's not for you to worry about. That's, that's for the property matter and let the landowners 
Without a survey, we don't even know what's what. I mean, you and we need the survey. So we, we got to have something on paper saying who has what. Otherwise, just like sitting out in the street, oh, that's just so so. Who knows? What does it matter? Nobody's paying tax on. And that's true. It, but that's a good point, though, because if they claim that and they get a deed for it, you might have that property. But what he's proposing to do is basically show there is a physical deed now for that area. And I see what you're saying. I totally do. But this really clarifies it for the future going on, that that easement is gone. Here is their property. It is theirs. I mean, it's all reported. So long as the landowner is not overly burdened, and she's already complied, so it's kind of a moot point, but every time I hear this subject, I have to bring it up because it matters. And we're talking about private property rights, and this is a subject I've studied for decades. I'm very passionate about it, so I'm not, you know, I'm speaking from a standpoint of knowledge in this case. That better has the same problem. It would have been better if when they unincorporated these towns, they took care of all the business. What they didn't. No, they didn't. You could just declare all the easements in the, the, the planted area are abandoned. And you they accomplish the same thing and let everybody run out there and claim what they want. Let them deal with the survey at the time. It's not your concern. But anyway, that's a big move. I'll, I'll let them jump that. Well, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I in the future, I mean, we just make sure we're looking out for the best interests of the people. And that's... Uh, I applaud you for being a surveyor saying, oh, man, that survey costs a lot of money. They could be saying they need a survey. So I support it. I'm for no. the proposal. Okay. I like what happened. I move we sign an order regarding a request from Kathy Kraft on behalf of Fayette County and the public to disclaim a street vacated, vacating the interests of Fayette County and the public of an abandoned street or alleyway platted, which appears on the private professional seal survey of property owned by Kathy Kraft in the community of Sister, Texas. Is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? I appreciate the discussion. All in favor? Aye. 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 All opposed? Motion carries in Agenda item 27 is considered to take appropriate action of setting a date for a public hearing concerning setting a speed limit on the following road camp lone star road and precinct three and for authorizing to publish notice of said hearing newspaper so i had some concerned citizens about the speed on Lone, uh, camp lone star road and camp lone star road is a very windy road and it's you start down there and there's only one way up and one way down and it's, it's people drive too fast um, and there's a little oil activity on the road sometime and then of course we have the camp at the top so in the summertime there's quite a few people traveling back and forth up there so he just asked if we and he's had a petition he'd give me a petition of about 20 or 25 residents on the road asking to slow to set a speed limit on that road because as of right now there's no posted signs at all so um, so I guess we need to so we have to authorize a public notice we've got to we just have to do that in the paper okay. and then we'll set the meeting for okay. whatever date we want and then I just have to do it 10 for the last case before. It has to be in the mm -hmm. before we have the hearing. So, do you want to have the hearing at the next meeting on the September 8th? Do you want to do it yeah, after? No, the 8th, I think, the sooner the better. All right. 
Are there any, uh, there's no residences on that road? Yes, it is. Quite a few. Uh, mm -hmm. camp. Camp. I've seen that. I know the camp's up there, but I didn't know. No. It is quite a few lines. It's, it's, so it's quite a, you know, blind curves on yeah, it. Yeah, the down that road. You do? Yes. Oh. The guy that did all the metal work for the George Bush Library lives down that road. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, we need to get it. We need to get speed limit out there. Okay, so we'll set the, the date of the public hearing to be the 8th? Yes. Okay. And that meeting will be at 9. Okay. I move that we set a date for a public hearing at September 8th at 9 a.m. to set us. Let me see. For a public hearing? Yes. And authorized And authorized and notice to be published in the newspaper. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries. Let's see, this one is agenda item 28. 27. No, I'm sorry, 27. Oh, 28. 28. 28. Okay. Uh, consider take appropriate action setting a date for a public hearing concerning setting speed limit on following road, Rosnoff Road, Precinct 2, and for authorization to publish notice of said hearing in the newspaper. The county commission in Precinct 2 isn't here, but he, he, my only question is, is it east or west Rosnoff, or is it the entire Rosnoff? I will double check on it. He just told me Rosnoff Road. Um, which, uh, Roger, which, which Rosnoff Road did it cut through for the antique stuff? <laughs> the one on the north. Both. Then we'll do both. We'll do both. Just say yeah. Rosnoff Road. East comes off of uh, 954 to 1291, and the other one's from 1291 to 159. Comes out as Park Road. Why don't we just. Yeah, they need to because that's a cut through. He can designate it after. I mean, it's just we'll put Rosnoff Road in there. Same as. Okay, well, let's do that then. I move we set the date for a public hearing concerning the speed limit on Rosnoff Road for September 8th and authorize to publish uh, said notice. Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Agenda item number 29 is to consider take appropriate action concerning the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles imposition of optional fees for calendar year 2023. Commissioner's <clears throat> Judge, good afternoon. So, it's the time of the year again that our county commissioner reports are required by the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles to let them know their intent either to uh, uh, do an imposition, new one, or removal of an uh, optional fee that we have. Um, presently, Fayette County has only one optional fee that we have, which is our road and bridge fee. I think we've had that one probably for probably 20 plus years. How much is that one? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yes, sir. There is an optional one out there that I mean that's still available if commissioner court would ever consider. It's a child safety uh, fee and that's a dollar and a half. So that that one's also out there. Uh, but um, hmm. I mean we've done the ten dollar one for many many years now. So I my recommendation would be just to continue with what we have the ten dollar one, uh, which is our option A on our 
form. So um, I, I think we also included a registration fee chart if y'all just wanted to kind of look at that and see what our na uh, neighboring counties are charging. Uh, I think most of them around us do the $10 road and bridge fee. Uh, Fast Drop does the $11.50, which is the road bridge plus the, um, the child safety fee. So just kind of want to show that with you guys. So the $1.50 fee, what is so that? So the $1.50, if, if the, the, the commissioner's court ever decide to go on that, it is a, a, a child safety <coughs> fee, and so you have to dedicate that fee to some type of um, child safety program, education fee, so that would be collected the same way the $10 does. So whenever our, our office pays the county their registration, that money would be included in there and then handed over to the auditor's office and then from there we funneled to where it needs to go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Some like uh, maybe child crossing. Like a child roads, crossing program, yes sir, or something uh, like that. Do yeah. the schools pay for that now? or? I don't know I'm what curious. the schools do. Because we don't, well, obviously, we don't have that fee. No, I, we yeah. do not. No, we do not. So if that's something that, you know, the court would consider down the line or, you know. Mm -hmm. if, if, um, if whatever we decide today, it's still going to be effective come January 1. So if we keep our $10, it's going to be $10 still come next year. If we do the additional dollar fifty. You know, it would be a total of $11.50 and it would go into effect in January of next year. Do we have the option of increasing the road, road and bridge fee? No, that's mm -hmm. our max. That's the max. That's our max. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, I would say well, that it is this. People have got enough fees and taxes already. Yeah. We do, the extension does child crossing <laughs> programs yeah. at least once a year and then they're always available for stuff like that where they give out free car seats through extension and through, I think, through DPS or I'm not sure exactly where they from, but it's good programming. Right. I think you can text out as one too. I think you can look to any of the EMS stations and they'll inspect your vehicle for you. Same thing. Okay. All right. Well, I have to go That's your recommendation? It's just your right. dollars yeah. Unless, unless, you know, we, we want to consider, you know, the other one, but right now, you know, the $10, again, would be a fair, a fair fee to keep, you know, I know that helps us with whatever else, you know, we have to do in the county in the different precincts. How's that, and that $10, how much do we get? I mean, how much a year does that bring us? Do we have any uh, ballpark figure? I'm just you know, I don't have That's a ballpark right. figure on yeah. that. I do not. Yeah. 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 yeah, and then okay. that's divvied okay. up to equally to the road and bridge or the general fund. Does it go in the general fund? And we get some in the general fund. The road and, and bridge gets okay. a certain percentage okay. based on their current model. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, okay. That's just. Nuts. I would we choose option A considering the Texas Department of Motor Vehicles. Imposition of optional fees for calendar year 2023. Is there a second? Second? Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Thank you very much. Agenda item 30 is to consider and take appropriate action on the 2023 County Choice Silver Retiree Medical Program Renewal. All right, she, uh, she put that forward. Yeah. 
she put the form up there. Um, I, I wasn't here at the last commissioner's court meeting, but Cindy brought it. Um, this is for our post-65 um, retirees. It's a supplement, a Medicare supplement, um, since they transition off of our retiree health insurance and then they can move on to this. I believe the court's recommendation was to um, reach out to, we have one, one retiree one on it. Um, I did get to speak with uh, them and they're all for it. This will save about $150 a month. Um, conjoining what they currently have is an RX plan and a Medicare mm -hmm. supplement plan. This is putting it all in one. So it's mm -hmm. same benefit. Um, it really just, really just kind of conjoins the two and saves some money. So. No, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, he's, he's for it. And they handle the billing on this. All we really handle is the renewal part. So it's pretty, pretty easy. Okay. So it just needs a signature. I move, I move we approve the action to continue the 2023 County Choice Civil Retiree Medical Program. <laughs> Is there a second? A second. God bless you. Any further discussion? All in favor? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Mm -hmm. yes. Motion carries unanimously. Agenda item 31, consider take appropriate action concerning approving the payment of currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Cindy. Okay, the um, unusual bills we have here, we paid $23,748.11 to text true for the Fayette County trash bags the recycling center has gotten. We paid half down to that daily recycling equipment for the baler for the next baler that we're getting. That was $7,125. We had um, to troll a check of another partial payment of $10,500 for the audit. And I am waiting on him to bring me the single audit and we'll wait with that check until I get that single audit. Tyler Technologies. Uh, we had our annual Odyssey hosting fee for a $48,639, not annual quarterly, sorry, $48,639.69. That is a quarterly fee for the court systems that we have, that the Sheriff's Department, the JPs, the District Park all use. Um, on the Great American Rescue Plan, we've paid for some more um, part of the CAD integration system, $1,995, uh, a port for JP number two, $224, and a quad monitor stand, $178.25. I've not yet gotten a bill in from Perhoda and cut right on that office yet That's so good. i didn't know where they were standing at and how far we are with, are we through with everything there yeah. on the they, office or the rest well, of the, well you're talking about a hundred thousand bucks well from no. founders park yeah they're 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 working today okay and i told them that we we can't release their check until they finish it they're, <laughs> they're like they're getting like 95 percent six percent done with it but I told them they wouldn't get paid until they finish it up. They got some small things to do, but they're still there now working. But no, we don't. The office is actually finished. The office is finished. Oh, now the restrooms, that's what we're working on yet? It's, I mean, they're, they're close, but they just, okay. they're finally they're there today. I'm going to go over there when I leave. I've not sent a bill yet to the city because I'm kind of waiting until we have everything okay. finalized mm -hmm. on it. But the city is aware. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I had 
land rental property, which I mentioned to you last night for September, that showed September only on it for a thousand. That was six hundred for September, and then catching out the other two hundred for that. And then Jason brought to my attention, which I did, and we are getting that corrected. That we have out of um, our. Uh, Public assistance. Public assistance. We had two of the inmate bills come out of that inadvertently, and they should have been coming out of one ten fund and not the general fund. So Katie is correcting that. Any other questions on that? Another thing I kind of mentioned earlier, I did get two more letters. I'll have it on the next commissioner's court meeting. One from Waller. I mean, one from Waller Asphalt and one from um, Plum Advocates that are going up on their rates. So, as Harvey kind of mentioned to me, this next coming, we start to go out for bids for the couple that in October, November, and December. I will be very leery about what we get because I expect it to be pretty high. It was unusual. Uh, Wilson Culver's. They had never built us for some pipes that we had gotten in February, almost eight thousand dollars, and we finally got that invoice. I don't know what happened with that. They just lost us, but it was quite a bit of money. And then we did. We had three transports of oil, so we spent quite a bit. Okay. I do appreciate y'all watching y'all's budget because I am working with some other departments on theirs. I move we approve the payment of the attorney. that too, and I'll, I'll speak with Korea City Commission too that he appreciates what's in his Fuel budget? There's something? What? It's fuel budget? That's what you want? That's a lot you go in your car. I move we approve the payment of the Kermit Duke Fay County bills. Okay, is there a second? Second. Is there any further discussion? Okay. All in favor? Aye. All opposed? Thank you, Cindy. Uh, carries Agenda item 32 is a budget workshop. Uh, so uh, I would uh, propose that uh, I'm not sure that there, we have anything to discuss right now with that. Unless Cindy has anything you would like to add. Um, I think y'all have all gotten copies of the corrected ones I sent out this morning. Please just look it over since it's still a proposed one before we adopt it. If you see any changes, um, if y'all would like to corner me and ask me, we, with Paula's help, are revamping how our salary schedules are going out to y'all. And after open enrollment, once this is adopted, she's going to meet with each individual department and show them how their salaries are and what they want to do with these raises. And then we're going to have um, salary sheets, sheets for y'all to sign and knowledge. But in doing that, because Jason brought to my attention, I did not have Jason's little extra that he has because he doesn't pay all of his right at the right at the class. I'm, I'm not maxed out. Yeah, he's not maxed out. We are now putting under on y'all sheets how much you have separately from the people what you're paying that you have this little bit left to work with mm -hmm. or same thing with the sheriff's department because with theirs the way it's crazy is because they got these step schedules they may not have and Shelly would always put say a deputy four and a deputy five's position because that's the only spot that was open 
but they weren't getting paid that. So instead of that, we're putting it down on the bottom for him to say, hey, here's your position that you put that person in, but here's how much you got left to work with. Because it, it got very confusing, and we have thoroughly looked at it so that come next year everything is correct. Luckily, we did get everybody in the system correctly. But that's, and I hope when y'all look at it too that y'all see that it looks like we're pretty close on the revenue altogether is more than the expenditure. We still, the general fund. Luke, Luke, I did get with Luke, and he did lower some of his expenditures before he left on his cruise. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't take any of them with him. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he didn't right. take me. Right. Does any any of the other commissioners of this uh, budget workshop here that we're in on this agenda have anything uh, needs to be looked at again? Or? There hadn't been any real changes. So. Thank y'all for working with me. This is only my second year, and it's still a learning year, and. I appreciate y'all answering the questions because I'm still trying to understand and trying to make notes for future. Well, it looks to me like y'all are cleaning up a bunch of things over there, making it easier for y'all and for the employees to kind of follow along. So that's always nice. It took us a while to. Jason yeah, did most of it. They kind of got the handbook cleaned up where it's easier for us to understand. It seems like y'all are cleaning some stuff up there, making it easier for the work to understand also. So makes it easier for all of us. So we appreciate that. Even and that all takes time, I know. Even the accounting part of it, the general accounting, if there's still something y'all want broken down with other, please let me know. Because I'm finding it easier if I'm having it in the right categories. Mm -hmm. One thing I think I mentioned the other day is to be. Just if it is vehicles, always that not in first question. Quit, yeah, put it as start that into a new. And maybe I can do that right before I do the approved uh, budget going in right that down. You're not reaching anything else. No, just making it a separate line item so we can see that that it is for vehicles and. Just a comment. Learned a great deal from watching this process all the way through this year. Um, I would appreciate next year when we start talking about salaries uh, and stuff that they report, do an analysis of the overtime on the salaries that they report. To. Because, uh, you know, I'm looking at these sheets and everything that was reported, but it, none of it reflected overtime. And when I considered overtime, well, that changes everything. And so I would ask that going forward, each department, when they present those kinds of numbers, be sure to include that overtime and analysis of what, what happened to that overtime. I asked the question on like EMS does a they have a overtime budget line item and why we can do it for the other ones, but it gets very complicated because it's comp time. You know, correct me wrong, yeah. but EMS is the only one that gets actual overtime. Mm -hmm. Everybody else gets comp time, and then in your eyes it becomes overtime, but it's paid out comp time. They're maxed out over their. 240 hours or 480 hours. They have to start getting paid out. They can't keep just banking it. So in that report, it becomes paid out. Comp time? Where does that mean? I mean, yeah. We have to hold a comp time bucket for sheriff's department, for particularly. Um, and once they've reached their max of 480 and they're not using it for vacation or whatever they want, once they're at 480, then anything they accrue after that, each pay period goes to being paid out. 
Most county employees don't get time and a half in actual money. Separately, they get time and a half off. Time off. Yes. And EMS, particularly, he has worked in. They have more of a mandatory overtime, so he's got it worked into his line item. Yeah. So it's easier. But to EMS is different. They actually get paid. Over, they don't get time off. It's paid overtime. So it's very easy to account for that. It's very hard. On the others. And, and I want to reiterate, there's been a lot of, there's been some criticism in the community, but that, being a member of the public and sitting here and watching this the whole time, I felt like everything y'all did was pretty reasonable. And I felt like, and I, you know, people ask me about it and I try and justify some stuff, but I felt like y'all did a pretty good job considering the difficult circumstances. So, thank y'all. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, do I have a motion then? Accept all. Comments concerning budget workshop in this case. <coughs> Is there a second? Second. Any further discussion? No. All in favor? Aye. Uh, all opposed? The motion carries unanimously. So agenda item 33 is for the court to enter into closed session pursuant to government code section 551.0785 to deliberate a matter that includes a consideration of information in the medical records of an employee <coughs> for a benefit from the plan including a benefit provided by the sick leave pool section 2.18 of the Fayette County Personnel Policy Manual final action to be taken open session. So at this time, I'd like to move that we go into closed session and I'm gonna need our assistant county attorney and uh, our auditor, from our auditor's office. Do I have a motion? to uh, enter back into uh, open session. I will reconvene. I mean, reconvene, yeah. Okay. Uh, second. All in favor? Aye. Uh, all opposed? The motion carries unanimously. That's agenda item 34. Agenda item 35 is considered to take appropriate action being necessary, including final action, decision to vote on matters deliberate closed session, and uh, basically there was no action to be taken as a result of our closed session. So, uh, we'll it there. Uh, do I have a motion? One final motion. We adjourn. Is there a second? Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. All Aye. opposed? The motion carries unanimously. Thank y'all. Long session, over 165 pages, 64 pages of supporting material. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.